0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Doug show. My name is Doug Cunnington. And in this interview, I talk to the founders of LifeStack Supplements. This is a nootropics company. And they reached out to me because I have a YouTube channel and I talk about productivity and nootropics every now and then. And I don't know these guys at all. And most of the time when I get a cold pitch via email, I, I don't reply back. Most of them are garbage. But these guys wanted me to try out their their supplements and I really liked them. I dug them. I used them for about a month or so before we set up an interview just to make sure I, I actually liked the products. And I do. So they have a they have a couple products which we're gonna talk about. I didn't know these guys at all before they contacted me. So I didn't realize that they're both in college, which is really cool because they they launched this company and it's in You know, the products in retail stores, the product is available online and they did hook me up with a discount code. So please check the description for the the discount code and you can go to their website again, link in the description and show notes so you can check it out, but highly recommend, you know, you give it a shot. The cool part with their supplements, the thing that stuck out for me personally was, well, they have two of them, right? So one's called Flow. It's a little bit more like high energy and cognitive or workout sort of supplement. And then the other one is called Chill. There's a much better description on their website, by the way. The other one's called Chill. And you can imagine it helps you uh, chill out and and relax. So I was taking that one before uh, going to bed. So the cool part and the reason why I was very interested in checking out their nootropics is because they both have CBD. They have five milligrams of CBD. And if you're unfamiliar, CBD is like the, the non-psychoactive, um, like marijuana or hemp, I don't know what you call it, compound. So CBD is, is legal and it doesn't make you high or stoned or anything like that. It has very good anti-inflammatory properties to the point where uh, my dog Georgie was injured several times several weeks ago, she had a a pretty, pretty stiff shoulder. She pulled it, catching a Frisbee of all things. And the vet was like, Hey, give her CBD. It should help inflammation. And that is what I recommend versus any sort of prescription product or anything like that. So just get, get over the counter CBD and it should help with the inflammation. And it, and it did of course, rest helped as well. Anyway, LifeStacks uses CBD again. Five milligrams is a pretty, um, like I would say, low and approachable dose. And, and generally, there's no side effects from using CBD. In the interview, we talk about why they started the company, how they met, challenges in launching a product, and you know, just growing the company over time. Which is a pretty young company. So I was thoroughly impressed with how quickly they launched and how they're running the business while they're in their dorm room. So pretty cool stuff. And I will chat a little bit on the other side as well, but I'll send it over to the interview with Vincent and Zach. Hey, what's going on? It's Doug Cunnington here for The Doug Show, and I am talking to Vincent and Zach today. How are you guys?
1: Doing well. Thank you for having us.
0: And you guys are in like a pro setup studio. What's going on over there? Where are you located?
2: Yes. So we're based at Williams College in Massachusetts, and we're in the recording studio here at really good setup.
0: It's amazing. You have a bigger production crew than I do.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so who are you guys, and why are we talking today?
1: Sure. Uh, I'll take this one. Uh, so uh, Vincent and I are both college students. We met here at Williams College. He's a senior, I'm a junior. And uh, we're both sort of uh, excited young entrepreneurs that uh, are very interested in the health and wellness space. And so uh, about a year ago, we got our start in the supplements industry. And that's uh, what we're here to talk about
2: today.
0: Cool. So how, um, how did you guys meet?
2: Uh, we met at college. Uh, Zach and I met on sort of like a camping trip at the beginning of college at an orientation days. Uh, and you know, we, we, we share a lot of common interests sort of like, you know, fitness and, and, and health and wellness as Zach already said, as well as a bunch of other topics like philosophy and things like that. And, um, so over the years we've, you know, um, you know, gotten closer and, and started talking entrepreneurship as well. And, um, that's how we got into the industry together. Cool.
0: And you, you guys reached out to me and I, I didn't know you were college students, yes. which it, it doesn't matter by the way, but like, I didn't <laughs> realize, um you guys have so much hair, uh, so much more hair than me <laughs> being so young, but still, still. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, basically I was like, sure, I'll talk to you guys. You guys have, uh, some nootropics and supplements and stuff like that. So you sent me a couple samples and I was like, hey, this stuff is pretty great. Sure. Let's talk. So how'd you get interested in actually like launching a company and putting out a product?
1: Sure. Uh, So, I guess the uh, for this particular product, um, the origin was really that we know a lot of kids that uh, you know are looking for performance enhancement in one way or another. Uh, Caffeine is is the drug of choice, uh, but some people also use more illicit substances like Adderall or Modafinil. And Vincent and I, as health conscious people, but also people that need to be productive, uh, thought that we might be able to do something better. Um, So that was sort of one side of the origin story, Uh, and the other side was that we saw that uh, in many of the people we know. Uh, weed, uh, in particular, as it became popular in the states with legalization, um, seemed to have you know positive effects for creativity um, and and mood. But it also created these sort of long term uh, changes uh, in terms of motivation, um, emotional blunting, things like that. Um, and so we we thought that maybe there's an opportunity to kind of tackle that issue, making it a set of nootropics that. Uh, might be able to uh, somewhat enhance the effects of THC, uh, the positive effects while mitigating the negative effects. And so that's how we came up with the formulation for flow. Um, But we actually realized that it worked for a general population. Um, So it was that performance enhancing supplement that we were looking for. And it also had this really awesome effect of, of enhancing the positive effects of THC and mitigating the negative effects.
0: Okay, so that was flow. And then you have another product called Chill, and yeah. th- they're they're well-named, so it's pretty clear <laughs> what they're about. Um, yeah. yeah, so what was the intent with Chill?
2: Yeah, you know, um, the intent with Chill was that, you know, people lead very stressful lives, and uh, ultimately, people have a lot of sort of, like, uh, have a hard time sort of winding down at the end of their days, um, have a lot of anxiety, have pr- trouble falling asleep, and so um, having some expertise in the nootropics, you know, space uh we were able to put down put together a formula of you know a natural ingredients, including C B D, uh that works really well to you know sort of relieve some stress, uh to help people wind down, um sort of take in the evening um and, and get a good night's uh sleep.
0: For me, so I, I was never a big um weed user and I just want to like jump in real quick because I know some of the listeners are like you guys are stoners, and what, what are you talking about, <laughs> these college kids? Um, but I, I live in uh, Colorado, and I, I was never into weed like gr- growing up. Uh, didn't enjoy it, and just g- generally stayed away. Um, yeah. Drugs are bad, all that stuff. And then as I got older, I was like, you know what? Uh, some of the data seems a little bit off, and I live in Colorado now. I live in Boulder County, and um, you can just go to a store and, and go Buy like from a dispensary. It's not like at the grocery store, but you go to a dispensary. It's all highly controlled. Um, I don't smoke anything. I enjoy edibles. It's like going to a pharmacy, like it's yeah. to the milligram. And if you know what you're taking and understand sort of the, the timeline of when things are going to happen, then it, it's great. Um, and I know, again, just there's a lot of people that have not experienced like uh, an edible where it's where you know what you're taking. Cause I've heard the horror stories yeah. where someone eats um, half a cookie and they wait like 15 minutes and then they eat like two more cookies and yeah. then they're blasted for uh, a day and a half. Then they're yeah. really in rough shape. So, and I honestly don't know that you're in Massachusetts, right? That's right. Yeah. And it's uh recently legal uh, decriminalized and yeah. recreation at this point. Right.
2: That's right. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I think you bring up a, a good point. Uh, so, Weed has been legal for a couple of years now here in Massachusetts. And uh certainly one of the good things about um this sort of recent wave across the country really in weed legalization is that uh, a lot of the stigma uh has sort of like gone away. But as a society, really we're still learning how to, you know, use weed responsibly, really. Um so even though, you know, a lot more people are using it and a lot of the stigma around the, the uh, around THC has gone away. Uh we're really still figuring out and there's still sort of like negative side effects that the people grapple with. And uh, that's really where life stacks uh, particularly flow comes in. Um, so, you know, people that are getting into, you know, the THC community, you know, uh, might experience like sort of like negative effects on their motivation or a negative effects on their ability to focus. And uh, that's really sort of where, where we come in. Yeah.
0: Okay. And can you, can you go a little deeper? So uh, ability to focus and in yeah. um, some of the notes you sent me ahead of time, some people experience some depression and stuff like that, too. So can you yeah. just go a little deeper?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, happy to. Um, so essentially, uh, uh, many people are aware of uh, many of the stereotypes running uh, being a stoner. Um, perhaps that means you're a uh, couch potato, lazy, n- not so motivated. Now, I think many of these end up not being true or they're overblown. Uh, there's a ton of high-functioning we users, um, but uh, it is true that some people do experience uh, emotional blunting or uh, a loss of motivation. Um, some people even uh, have some, like, uh, essentially emptying them out of their emotional range, so that's uh, anhedonia, um, where people just don't feel like the highs are as high, um, and that's commonly reported with all sorts of uh, uh, obsessive behaviors or any, any sort of uh, pleasure-seeking behaviors. Um, where you know that sort of sucks the energy out of the other things that you might do. And so flow addresses that in a number of ways. Um the first is uh weed has some anticholinergic properties in parts of your brain. And so we supply a choline source. Um people know that to be like the brain vitamin. Uh it's not technically a vitamin, but uh we have citicoline, uh, which has been used successfully in Alzheimer's trials. Um it also has been shown to help uh memory even in in youthful people. Um, and uh that alone has been found to have positive properties, both for the addictive properties of uh, of certain drugs, but also for, for the memory loss that comes with certain drugs. Um, acetyl uh, acetyl-alcarnitine is a very similar uh, substance that um, also lifts the choline levels in your brain. And then there's some other things that uh, work more on the dopaminergic system. So these are like sort of emotional enhancers like rhodiola and ginseng. Um, and the whole combination really comes together and synergizes nicely with the properties of THC. And uh, flow actually includes CBD, uh, in part for that reason. Um, CBD, as many people know, is a really solid uh, pairing with THC. It it reduces some of the negatives and certainly boosts many of the positives.
0: Cool. And I, I was going to say a lot of times with the edibles, I get uh, what they call the one-to-one ratio. So you end up with Mm -hmm. um, one milligram of THC and one milligram of CBD. And, um, I I Googled it. I just looked it up on the internet. I think you guys could probably like state it in a more clear way, but the pictures that I saw, it looked like the CBD sort of like ties to some of the, uh, like neural connector, uh, like things that go with THC and CBD. So it kind of mutes some of those impacts. Is that kind of accurate at least?
1: Uh, yes, it's, it's certainly dose dependent. So, um, Uh, At low doses of CBD, it enhances many of the positive effects of THC, so people can actually feel even higher and more joyful um, when they have a small amount of CBD along with their THC. Uh, But totally, in high amounts, uh, it can blunt some of the effects, which is why we're careful in our formulations to have a really optimal dose, 5 milligrams of CBD, and that pairs well with pretty much any uh, commonly consumed dose of THC.
0: Perfect. Perfect. And then, and I was going to say like, uh, it's five milligrams for each flow and chill. Is it the same type of, uh, I guess for, or I guess, I don't know how to describe it. Is it the same CBD? Um, cause I know there's many varieties from, from different plants and, and all that stuff. So is it the exact same stuff or do you use different CBD for each of the formulas?
1: Yeah, we, we do use the same hemp extract in, in each formulation.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Cool. And have you had any challenges by including CBD or is that more acceptable now that you can like order CBD across the nation? Um, and hopefully the stigma is a little bit, um, I guess, gone for CBD, but I'm not sure. What What have you run yeah. into?
2: Yeah. So it, it tends not to be a problem at all in our retail sales channels. So generally retailers, um, brick and mortar stores are very open to the idea of uh, having products that include CBD. So you you find CBD products in smoke shops and, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, but even in, in like vitamin shops and and uh, more general stores as well. It has been more of a challenge online. So CBD products are not allowed to be sold. in Amazon, for example, we've said we've had some issues uh, with our payment processor on our own website as well. We've solved those issues now. But I think even though there's more and more legal clarity as well in that field. Uh, we're still, uh, some, you know, we're still a few steps away from CBD actually being sort of like a seamlessly sold product, uh, even online. Yeah. That makes sense. And
0: I know we, we've gotten CBD for our, our dog who's sitting at my feet right now. Um, Uh she like Pulled her uh, shoulder or something like that, and the vet was like, "Yeah, if you're giving her CBD, that's totally cool." So they have it at like pet shops and even at the dispensaries, they will have like CBD and or some THC for dogs, which seems weird, but it's a super like tiny tiny dose of uh, THC. Yeah,
2: and how's your how's your dog responded?
0: Uh, Great Uh, overall, just great. I think they, I can't, I think they. They uh, put it with, like, coconut oil or something like that. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. just a couple drops um, on her food, and it, it seemed to help. I mean, t- time passed, and, and she rested and all that stuff, so she got better. Um, but okay. the vet was like, the, the CBD has virtually, like, no side effects, and he didn't prescribe anything else. He said, keep going with the CBD. Like, that's what <laughs> we should be using. So Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it, it it has many different applications uh CBD does um it's certainly not like sort of a, a wonder drug that that will cure every ailment uh, or help any person or, or animal uh but it does have very you know very helpful specific applications um and and that's also really the reason why we included it in our formulations.
0: Great. So I want to shift gears over to like the business side of this. So yep. what's the team look like? Do you have other employees or is it just you, you two founders right now?
2: Yeah. So Zach and I founded the company uh, about a year ago. We have now grown to a team of of about six people. So uh, they are other college students, uh, both here in Massachusetts, as well as over in in, in Illinois that support our day-to-day operations. So there are people that do sales for us and marketing for us. There's people that uh, are responsible for social media things. Uh, there's people that are, you know, helping, particularly helping Zach with R&D. Uh, you know, as a, as a young and, and small company, all of us are wearing a lot of different hats, obviously. Um, but uh, as the team has grown over the last few months, uh, you know, we've been able to assign responsibilities more clearly, which has been really positive for our company.
1: I also want to say, uh, uh, Vincent said uh, about six, because we do have um, a seventh person affiliate with the company. Uh, and you might have seen this on our website or in our materials. Uh, A Harvard psychiatrist has actually tried the product. Um, He endorses the product. He uh, recommends it for patients. His focus is ADD, um, uh, but he he finds it to be generally a useful supplement all around. Um, And uh, he's not exactly on the team, but he is uh, a helpful consultant when it comes to all things pharmacology. And so uh, it really helps us get our our hands around, uh, you know, how to think about supplementation, um, sustainability, effectiveness, um, and, and
0: dosing. Yeah. That's a pretty uh, impressive endorsement. So it's, it's probably awesome to have him at least uh, interested and supportive.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great.
0: So w- what are your uh, majors, by the way?
1: Uh, I'm philosophy
2: and economics. Uh, I do history. Okay. Yeah.
0: Sounds like you guys were aiming for pre-law or something like that. So. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. Williams College is is uh, a liberal arts college, so you know our education is it tends to be pretty broad uh, across the humanities and natural sciences. Uh, has pros and cons. Cons that it doesn't really prepare you for anything specific. <laughs> uh, so, so once you graduate, we'll have to figure that out. Yeah, sure.
0: Okay. So you didn't have, I was like, oh, is there uh, any sort of biology or is there someone in chemistry, but you guys are li- liberal arts and just interested in, in this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. That's, that's partly where the psychiatrist comes in. You know, he gives us the sort of credibility and uh, uh, the deep uh, expertise that we need to, to be sure that we're, you know, moving in the right direction with our formulations. With um But uh, I guess I also do want to add, uh, this is not our uh, first rodeo when it comes to formulating. Um, so I, I do have experience actually developing a different product uh, that's a chip made from egg whites. Um, and that took months and months of uh, formulation because you really don't, there's a reason you don't hear a lot about chips made from egg whites. It's a, it's a difficult <laughs> thing to do. And so I think uh, probably in, in the, um, in the course of uh, sort of learning how to work with materials and to optimize um, desired effects, uh, this kind of project became, uh, something I could wrap my head around a little more. Gotcha.
0: And what, uh, you, you said chips, like, uh, like potato chip style.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, except <laughs> no potatoes, no starch source, uh, just protein and fiber actually. Okay. Just egg whites, huh? And, that's and, right. Yeah.
0: Huh. What would you do with all the yolks?
1: Uh, we just sourced the whites. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: <All right>. But <laughs> that's a well, common so- question.
0: Okay. Cause I'm like, man, you can make a lot of ice cream or, you know, custard, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. I, I cook a lot. So it's a weird question. All right. And it's, I get that, that didn't go anywhere because, you know, it sounds kind of gross, but.
1: Oh, no. Actually, it's, uh, it, we're at 250 retailers across the country and growing. Oh,
0: no shit. I have no idea what I'm talking about. What, what are those called?
1: cuevos, uh, egg white chips i don't <laughs> want to distract from the main point here but uh i guess it's, it's a bit about our background no it's a good plug yeah for
0: sure yeah yeah <laughs> dude, i was gonna say yeah we'll get a link for that too so oh, thank you. egg <laughs> white sure. chips huh that yeah i just can't imagine i get it, i can imagine my wife when i bring them in and she's like what, what are these what are you trying to feed me, you maniac? But okay, moving on. Um, yeah, anything else about like uh, formulating such products or anything like that?
1: Um, I, I'd be happy to get more specific, but because uh, uh, it is a, it's certainly an interesting process. Uh, I, I like to sort of think of it as a, um, you're sort of navigating dark uh, or blind in a multi-dimensional space, and so you really have to make these really small movements in any given direction uh to get a sense of whether you're going up or down and if you can't get a sense of it with a small movement maybe you you try a big one and um so it's it's certainly an interesting uh very uh demanding process uh so i guess as our as people you know hear us talk about the product one thing i do want them to think about is that um our our most prominent goal in formulating these supplements is really uh sustainably effective uh dose ranges for our ingredients and that's something i think a lot of the other companies On the market don't do either because um they go uh unsustainable so that you get that initial great review um but it's not repeatable um or if it is repeatable it's negative eventually um or uh the other thing that you often see is that people include ingredients just so they can brag about them um but uh aside from the marketing uh potential of the ingredient it doesn't really have an effect in the dose used and so I, th- I think we stand out because we really do care about delivering a profile effects that is sustainable and effective.
0: Okay. And when you mean, when, when you're using the word sustainable, you're like, hey, I could take this um, often on a regular schedule or whatever. Um, so, so what is that? Like, how often do you guys take flow, for example?
1: Uh, yeah. Flow for me is a seven day a week thing. Yeah. Um, I believe in the ingredients we're using uh, to be healthy uh, and effective in the long run. And
2: so far over six months, that's that's proven to be true. Yeah. And, and for chill, it's it's the same for chill. You I mean, I personally I don't think Zach, you, you don't take chill daily. I don't think I do, uh, but certainly uh, several times a week. And it, it's a product that can be taken, you know, 365 days or 366 days a week, a year uh, as well. Okay. I'll add to that uh, one one other piece. Um, I found chill to be most useful when I was in
1: my most stressed last semester. So I took it for about two weeks every single night, and that really did help to uh, make those uh, more stressful periods much smoother. Absolutely. Um, and I typically have trouble falling asleep if you know I've got thoughts racing through my mind about what I have to do. Um, and uh, this time around, that that didn't happen.
0: I I enjoyed chill quite a bit, and I, I usually can fall asleep like pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll wake up in the middle of the night and that kind of went away and mm-hmm. I haven't taken it for the last few days, but it I don't know if there's any sort of, um, continued impact. Have you heard anyone mention that? But I I've slept really well the last like few nights and I haven't taken chill at all.
1: Yeah. There's a couple reasons that might happen with the chill formulation. Um, and these, uh, it is worth saying part of sustainable and effective is that uh, the benefits don't just go away overnight. Um, so you get this sort of uh, long grace period after taking the supplements where you still benefit from them. Um, so in, in the case of chill, uh, helping to promote sleep uh, even after you stop taking it, I'm guessing it's the lithium orotate and the ashwagandha. Uh, lithium is a, is a mood stabilizer and it helps with insomnia. insomnia. Um, and that's a that's an essential trace mineral. And so if you take it today You'll still benefit from having it in your system a week from now, and then ashwagandha lowers cortisol, um,
2: and so it it could help to reduce stress even after you stop taking it. Gotcha. Yeah, and and Doug, if I could just add here, uh, just on the formulation side as well, um, the way we with, we you know with the, we formulated these products is really you know they can be taken at sort of like an ad hoc basis. So for chill, if you're feeling very stressed or if you are having a hard time falling asleep, or with flow, if you need that extra energy boost. But what we've heard from a lot of customers is that uh, they've integrated both of these products really into their daily routines, and that's sort of, like, how we love thinking about our products, Um, you know, really as an integral part of, like, sort of their daily routine, just like, you know, a morning cup of coffee would be.
0: Does Flow have any caffeine in it, by the way?
2: Does not, no, no caffeine. Okay,
0: cool. I drink coffee like a monster, so that's something that I have to like f- think about if I'm taking um, supplements with stimulants, I, I definitely yeah. noticed some of the other products that I've tested and tried where um, if I have a little bit too much caffeine uh, via coffee along mm-hmm. <laughs> with the uh, nootropic, I yeah. will be um, just very, very irritable and it hits you later. So yeah. like I- it's something I, f- I figured out like too much caffeine, like most people I'll get, I'll tweak out a little bit and just kind of, be a nightmare to be around
2: yeah i mean i that that is a concern with supplements generally uh w- when you when you think about flow it actually has uh, some ingredients that should smoothen out some of the negative effects of coffee so some of the jittery or jitteriness or anxiety that people sometimes experience with too much caffeine flow actually smoothens out so cbd for example does a really good job of doing that so uh, people actually love pairing flow in the morning with their cup of coffee and sort of amplifies the the positive effects of coffee um, and, and takes away some of the negative effects.
0: How did you guys test um, each, each of the products? And I'm curious about like the sample size of the test groups and how you gathered the data and evaluated. Um, you know, some people are going to react poorly or they don't give good feedback. So h- how did you deal with that whole testing phase? It sounds um, really difficult, especially mm-hmm. in the short time that the company's been around.
1: Absolutely. Um, So it's uh, I I do like the metaphor of sort of navigating a space uh, for this reason. Sometimes, uh, you know, when you're going to go to a new space, a new space helps to have a map, but it also helps to have hands on exploration, you know, eyes open, looking around. Um, And so I'd say our formulation process was a combination of those things. Um, The map is all the research that has gone into these ingredients over the years. Um, So we have hundreds and hundreds of studies that we can read about. For any of these things, um, dose ranges and, and effects, uh, and lasting effects. Um, and then another, I guess, another feature of the the map side of things is that there are so many supplements in the market. Um, and so we get a sense of what has been used, uh, what people say about those things, uh, how long they use them and find them effective. And then um, in terms of the hands on feedback, uh, it's sort of in this um, in this back and forth between uh, high level thinking and then bottom up uh, feedback. Um, we had hundreds of samplers in multiple rounds of, of testing, um, and then the, the last few of those rounds had people take it for a couple of weeks in a row just so we could you know, make sure that our, our, um, our theories were right about uh, the, the sustainability and effectiveness of the supplement.
0: Okay. And then I imagine since you're, you're in a university, it wasn't too hard to say, hey, you guys want to study a little harder <laughs> or you know, chill out? Um, so it was pretty easy to, to find volunteers.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. many yeah. of those people have become our, uh, sort of early adopters. Yeah, for well. sure. It, it has been, you know, sort of, uh, you know, a ser- certainly our testing process was, uh, you know, sort of like heavily screwed towards college students and college age students. But we also tried to branch out into the community and find people, uh, that are not college students, uh, to, to try our products in sort of our beta testing phase and, and give us feedback because really the, the product isn't just for, for college students at all. It, as, uh, applications sort of across age, age, age ranges. Um, and so we, we made sure we, we got enough people and, and got enough feedback from people, uh, that fall outside the, you know, 18 to 25 or so range.
0: All right. Any other, I guess, interesting points along testing or, you know, formulation.
2: Um, I, I guess one thing that I would add is, I mean, the, the, the testing and formulating never really stops. Right. So, you know, we are passionate about sort of like optimizing our minds and optimizing our bodies. And so, you know, even though we brought these these two products, Flow and Chill, to the market last summer, uh, our formulating and our testing really hasn't stopped. So, you know, there's a lot of other different products that we're thinking about there. There's a lot of really interesting things in our pipeline that we're excited about uh, to, to to bring to the market in in, in due time awesome
0: and you mentioned you're in some retail spaces and you yep. sell online too so talk about the process of actually getting into res- retail stores
2: yeah absolutely so we just just some some more contextual background uh, to frame this so we we really went to market with flow and chill last summer and so there was a team of uh Four people that pretty intensively worked on getting the product uh, to customers, uh, sort of full time last summer, and uh, it was a bunch of grunt work to be to be honest. So it was uh, you know figuring out what kind of retail locations would be you know best suitable to take on our product. So we narrowed down our focus to you know a lot of health and vitamin stores, uh, also more general like grocery stores that carry CBD products. And then what it was really about was. You know, reaching enough of these retail, uh, you know, targets uh, by either visit- visiting them personally, or reaching on out via phone and emails, just sort of cold calling them, trying to establish a, a relationship with them, and really sort of tailoring our value proposition to each you know specific retailer because our, our product has sort of like different use cases, and obviously retailers have different sort of customer um, profiles. So we, did, we We tried very hard to sort of like tailor our, our value proposition to to each potential retailer. And uh, yeah, that's worked out pretty well for us.
0: And then just being in the store, um, there's yeah. tons of products, right? There's yeah. probably com- uh, competitive products, which is probably good since, you yeah. know, people are going there to get some nootropic type um, supplement. How did you convince? Hopefully, you did um, those retailers to sort of mention your product to existing yeah. customers. Hey, we got a new thing; it's really cool. Any yeah. strategies around that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good point. It is certainly a challenge, right, uh, to stand out in a retail location. An integral part of our strategy in, in that regard was uh, making sure that you know people in purchasing, but also just like general store managers and store clerks, actually try out our products. So. We you know usually gave away samples to people uh, and, and gave them the chance to to try the product and really once people try it we find that the product sort of speaks for itself and uh, people really become fans of it once they've tried it so we we really try to push hard to to make sure people uh, in the stores tried our products and uh, then could speak about the positive effects of it to potential customers.
0: Excellent. And was it was there much friction to get them to try it, or they're like, hey, f- sure? I mean, we we're running a supplement store. So we're going to try stuff.
1: Definitely the latter with the retail locations. Um, With uh, individual people, sometimes uh, there's a hesitation to add a capsule to their lives. Um, You know, it's not pills aren't the most consumable thing. And people don't really think, oh, you know, I'm excited to take some more pills, um, which actually got us thinking about some future product lines, which we'd be happy to mention later. Um, But uh, so, yeah, there's there is a dichotomy that retailers are always happy to try. And then you really have to find the right, uh, willing individuals uh, to try the product. Yeah, for sure. But I, d- I guess I do want to add um, uh, the sort of confidence that we've got in the product is uh, definitely um, our greatest strength. Um, it's a, The products are really, uh, really, they really work well. So anybody that we talk to, anybody that tries them, uh, no longer needs to be convinced that they're effective. Um, but it's also sort of a weakness that we've got, um, it, it, at least in terms of the go-to-market because we were so confident that this stuff works and it's helpful and healthy uh that we didn't um exactly take the take the uh right approach in terms of differentiation. Uh we just relied on, you know, the the excellent product but didn't um didn't make sure to, to pick out a specific consumer segment that, to that we wanted to target. So you'll hear us sort of talking about all the various use cases, but sometimes that makes it harder for the customer to resonate um uh individually with with the product. Yeah.
0: So what is that specific thing? Did you distill it down or?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we certainly found, I'd say like three target sort of customer groups that uh, we've been very much targeting now and tailoring our value proposition to one being the fitness community. So people love taking flow in particular before their workouts uh, to really have a really sharp mind during their workouts um, that tends to you know increase their, their, um, physical performance during the workouts and they tend to have really good results from that. Also, you know, athletes and fitness people like taking chill, uh, for, to recover properly and get a good night's rest. So that's a community that we're targeting very actively. Another community is of course the THC community. So people that like pairing our product either with THC or they want to mitigate some of the negative effects of THC when they just take the products on their own. That's a community that we're targeting very purposefully. And I guess lastly, a relatively broad category which is people that just need an extra productivity boost usually at work um, so those are the kind of people that would usually you know drink five or six cups of coffee and get really jittery uh, and then have an afternoon slump in the office and, and can't really work anymore we're targeting those kinds of people as well because flow is flow particularly is a really great solution for that you just take into the morning you'll be energized all day you'll be motivated all day you won't have an afternoon slump Um, and you'll, you'll be really productive throughout, throughout the entire day. Gotcha.
0: Okay, cool. And sort of shifting again to challenges, were there any particular things where you thought it was going to be a little easier and then it it just ended up being like way more time consuming, way more difficult or just generally challenging?
1: Uh, I think the, the resonance, uh, with individual customers, uh, that we were talking about, uh, just because the bottle doesn't really call out to anybody in particular. Um, like I said, you know, we, we took that to be sort of a, a natural, uh, way to brand a product that we thought, uh, would be sort of universally useful. And we still believe it is universally useful. Um, but nobody feels like they're individually, you know, the universe. Uh, they're just somebody who's got particular needs. Um, and so that's been the difficulty, I think, uh, in terms of getting this product to people. When they try it, there's no problem. They, they buy it. Um, but before they try it, there's some hesitance. Um, so I think that's, that's something we didn't exactly expect, uh, during the go to market process.
0: Cool. How about you, Vincent? Any, anything else?
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, certainly there've been a good amount of challenges in the, in the, on the sales side as well, uh, particularly in, in retail. So retail is just a, just naturally a time consuming, uh, you know, sort of, you know, thing to do in, in terms of your sales. Uh, it's also, you know, even if, if even if your products are selling relatively fast, retailers tend to be slow to reorder your product. And uh, it, it really is pretty, pretty time consuming to build relationships with them. So I would probably admit that we somewhat underestimated just the, the time commitment and the effort that it takes to be in a lot of retailers and to, to, to get reorders for our products. Uh, but I think once we've sort of adjusted our expectations and also tweaked our strategy a little bit more, we were able to, we were able to be much more successful on the retail side as well. That's, that's certainly sort of like a learning opportunity uh, that we took away. And I just want to frame this in, in the context of our company at large. You know, we we founded LifeSex about a year ago, went to market uh, last summer about six months or eight months ago, really now. And all of 2019 was an incredibly educational year for us. Uh, we, you know, got to, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, hone our, 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 our entrepreneurship and business development skills really well. And, uh, we got really positive feedback from customers and learned a lot through that as well. And so now in 2020 is, is really where we're, we, we feel like we, we got really great momentum uh, out of that learning process. Um, and, and so we're really excited about what's ahead as well.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Um, Let's see, is there anything that was like easier than you thought it was going to be?
1: Uh, I had the reorder rate actually. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so from experience just in retail um, and then also selling online, it's difficult to get people to come back and buy again. Uh, but this product has surprised us. Um, you know, people, people make it a part of their lives pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. As far as like, I guess, hiring people and mm-hmm. dealing with staff, uh, especially yeah. uh, you said across state lines, right? Yeah. How was, how was that process? How did you find uh, the folks and just how is it managing six other people yeah. or six people, whatever it is?
2: Yeah. So, so the, the six people that work with us on a day to day basis are also college students and they tend to be, you know, they actually, I shouldn't say tend to be, but they're all friends of ours as well that are, that are interested in business and interested in, in health and wellness and, and all, Sort of have their different niches of expertise uh, and, and bring their their skill sets to the company. So these are people that we trust and uh, that we work with very well. the The majority of the team is, is based here in Massachusetts, and so we see them on a day to day basis. Uh, we we meet uh, and discuss different things about the company. Uh, with regards to our team over in Illinois, we're in pretty constant exchange with them as well. We do video conferencing. You know, we talk on Slack. Uh, we we tend to sort of like. Uh, we tend to operate, let people operate relatively independently uh, and, and, and really sort of like uh, Zach and I try to manage from a pretty high level uh, where we discuss strategy with people uh, and, and sort of like set goals. And then usually people go, you know, sort of like uh, go forth on their own and work pretty independently. That's sort of like a management style. I think that it's worked pretty well for us. Uh, I think that's really important, especially at an early stage in a company where if you're a part of it, like you, you really, have to be self-motivated uh, and have to be very passionate about the company. Uh, and, and I think that that is the case with the group of people that we found. Uh, and, and that's why we've gotten really good contributions for all, from, from all of them.
0: Yeah, it's very, it's tough. Well, it's tough working with people in general. Yeah, um, certainly. But, you know, like you mentioned, they're, they're college students. They have other stuff going on. And I can imagine it would be even more difficult. And I mean, it took... I'm not, I'm, I'm an okay manager, I would say. Uh, But at this point I try not to have to manage any people um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I I know how difficult it could be. So yeah, that's amazing. Like just building the team like that.
2: Yeah. And you know, it's, it's certainly challenging, even though these people are our friends, you also have to, you know, talk business and, 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 and be serious a lot of the time. So striking that balance between friendship and, and, you know, and having fun but also really wanting to move our, our, our business forward isn't always easy, but, uh, you know, I think that's something that we sort of manage on a day-to-day basis and, 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 uh, certainly we try to have fun, uh, and, and keep people engaged that way.
0: Awesome. Um, as far as like the, the new product that you were mentioning, um, do, do you just want to talk about that a little bit here?
1: Sure. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Um, so Vincent a while back mentioned how, uh, flow had some properties that Made it very good to pair with coffee. Uh, he mentioned the CBD and then also L-theanine uh, is a really exceptional pair with coffee. Um, it's actually the most popular nootropic combination, uh, the caffeine-l-theanine combo. Um, so uh I, we believed ahead of time this would go great with coffee. And then we heard from another people that um it in fact did go great with coffee. And uh so we got the idea to make a more consumable uh format. Um essentially we're we've taken many of the ingredients that are in flow it's some additional ones that go really well with coffee and uh, mix them into a coffee creamer. Uh, so we are now prototyping and uh, testing with many of the same uh, feedback uh, providers from, from our uh, earlier rounds of, of surveys. Uh, we're testing this product with them. Uh, and uh, so far so good. Uh, people are really enjoying it. Uh, they, they do find that it's much more effective than coffee alone. Uh, we've had a uh, unbelievable uh, lack of anxious reports or anything like that, and many of these people do typically get jittery with coffee. Uh, so, really, the the proposition is working out at least in these beta groups, mm-hmm. and the hope is to go to market uh, with the product uh, early this summer.
0: Very cool. And yeah. is it like um, is it is the creamer like an MCT based uh, situation? Yeah, that's right. yeah absolutely.
2: It's an MCT based creamer that has many of the constituent ingredients in it. Uh, that flow already does, uh, in addition to a couple of others. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. And I, I didn't even realize it, but yeah, oftentimes I would take two. I started with one flow in the morning mm-hmm. along with my coffee, and that was fine. And once I yeah. made sure I wasn't going to, you know, get too anxious or anything, I mm-hmm. did to, to two. And then, per your recommendations, I have taken two along with the coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then in the afternoon, you know, like, I try not to take any sort of stimulants after say like 2
2: PM. Just yeah. That's a good sure, idea.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I can sleep in the evening. It may even say that on the
2: label. Does it? Is yeah. You anything? shouldn't take flow eight hours before going to sleep because it is energizing of course.
0: Okay. Yep. And I go to bed at like nine old man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's responsible. Early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to, I, I jump around a lot as you, as you can gather here. So you were producing a consumable, right? You, you were talking about launching another product. I, I'm like uh, terrified of red tape and mm-hmm. just all the regulations, especially with like s- putting like chemicals in, into uh, people's bodies and stuff. So yeah. how is it that difficult or, or is it just like a process that you must follow?
2: Yeah, it, it's, it's something that we take very seriously. Uh, the, the industry standard really is to be FDA compliant. So what that means is that all the constituent ingredients of your product have to be sort of individually FDA tested and approved. And as long as all the ingredients that you list are within a certain range uh, that, and, and, and sort of are, are approved by the FDA, your product as a whole will be FDA compliant. Uh, and we're meeting that industry standard. Um, we're working with our manufacturer uh, down in Georgia as well, who makes sure we're compliant in all of these things. As well as with the psychiatrist at at Harvard Med School as well, who who helps us with that. It's something that we take very seriously, but we actually haven't really found to be that big of an obstacle because as long as you follow sort of the industry standard, uh, you'll be good to go. Okay.
0: So basically if if you build the product with things that are FDA compliant and you know those sourcing companies are following the rules and they're certified and and their facilities are good to go. Um then you can manufacture and you're having a company um in Georgia manufacture it and then package it and all that business, right? That's
2: exactly right. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The coffee creamer is a bit of a different story because it is uh it's a caloric item. Uh the MCT provides some calories. We also use uh trickery root fiber, uh Inulin, um and that's uh dietary fiber. So they are food items. Um, so there's there's probably still some hurdles ahead, um, but uh, like Vincent said, it, it shouldn't be a hassle so long as we know what we're dealing with and you know uh, comply.
0: Okay. And then, like when you're doing the beta testing, it, mm-hmm. do you have to um, go through the same rigors to to make the product, or can you kind of just mix yeah. it up and test it as long as you're not charging money for it?
2: Yeah. So, so we're not selling. Exactly. Yeah, we're we're not selling. Um, and 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 sort of like there's obviously. Before you beta test something with a group of people, you're obviously a sort of alpha testing. So really, the t- Zach and I and the rest of the team were sort of the guinea pigs of the uh, guinea pigs, of the first stage, uh, and and we've gone through all of that. But we're actually working with a manufacturer down in, in Georgia who has produced samples of our coffee creamer as well, and and so we, we've you know sort of taken these samples. Uh, And uh, giving them to the to the people that are providing us feedback for it. So, you know, even at the beta testing stage, um, we're totally sort of like compliant and and following the regulations. That's very important to us, for sure.
0: Very good. Yeah. Like I said, it's just it seems so uh, overwhelming if you don't know the process at all and then you don't know the contacts. But I suppose if you contact a company like one of the sourcing companies for the raw ingredients, you know, they want you to buy something <laughs> and they want, they want you to make something. So they, they probably help you along the process there. So, Absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah, we've generally found people in the supplements industry very helpful and friendly. Uh, there's some camaraderie there. and um, You know, people obviously want to make business and, and it's a good time for the supplements industry. So, you know, people tend to be pretty collaborative.
0: Awesome. Any big mistakes uh, along the way in the last year or so? Uh,
1: nothing catastrophic. Um, I'd say, uh, the, the branding issue is probably the closest thing to uh, a mistake. Um, it, uh, I think we were short-sighted thinking everybody would see the appeal immediately. Um, and so that's been a hurdle, um, in terms of getting the product out to people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that it's been significant, but, uh, you know, we're, we're doing our best to, to overcome that.
0: Cool. In that sense, so, I mean, that's not a bad mistake. You never know until you get into the market and get actual feedback and see how people react with the product on the shelf. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, can't blame you for that. There's, as long as there's no like, uh, you know, you ordered the wrong thing, like a whole shipment of, uh, you know, just the capsules or some kind of nonsense, but no, no crazy mistakes. That's
2: awesome. No, no crazy mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sort of along the lines of what Zach just said, we, in addition to not being sort of like differentiated enough about the type of customer we're targeting, I would probably also say that we weren't differentiated enough in terms of the kind of sales channel we're we're, we're targeting. So, you know, we thought that online is going to work for us and Amazon is going to work for us, not even knowing really that CBD, we can't sell CBD on there. And we thought that, you know, brick and mortar stores are going to work really well for us. And And all sorts of retail stores are going to work work well for us. So, you know, as we've learned more about the market and as we've learned more about our customer, we've been able to be much more targeted in that regard as well and have seen much better results because of it. Well, I I guess, like, one of the things, perhaps, we I I was just curious to see what kind of supplements you take on a regular basis, Doug. You you mentioned that sometimes you don't like taking them with coffee or or whatever. I mean, I'd be curious to hear more about your consumption habits.
0: Sure. So, usually... Um, I, I often take, um, MCT in the mm-hmm. morning. I, I do intermittent fasting probably f- three to five days a week, something like yeah. that till about noon and w- which is not a supplement. It's the opposite of that. But I yeah. do take the MCT occasionally yeah. if I'm not like, like really purely fasting and I'm yeah. taking fats in. Um, yeah. and then, you know, we talked earlier, uh, what are your competitors formula? I take, um, some of their supplements. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I like with them and with, with, uh, life stacks as well is like, there are like different, um, stacks. So formula has at least four different stacks. They call them formulas. And I enjoy that because sometimes I want to like get benefits in different areas. And, you know, some, some of them are like great for workouts, but they're not so good for having a conversation. Right. Um, in in fact, um, occasionally I, I noticed, uh, with one particular, um, formula, I got, <laughs> it was, it was the logic formula and I got generally impatient talking to people. Cause I was like kind of further <laughs> ahead. Um, I was like, I get your point. Like, let's, you're move too on. smart. Yeah. yeah. yeah, Which is weird. So I was like, okay, I talked to people a pretty decent amount, so I should probably make sure I'm working on spreadsheets if I take that. <laughs> um, and typically I'll take, um, like one in the morning, maybe like three to five days per week, and yeah. take a couple days off. Um, occasionally, I'll, I'll take some in the afternoon. And then what I've started to do as well, like when I started to check out uh, Yell's products, the LifeStack supplements, I was uh, sort of mixing and matching, and then taking a few other days off. And then like maybe I'll I'll take uh, some formula in the morning, and then I would have flow like in the afternoon, like after lunchtime, (laughs) something like that. And I I do try to take some days off because I imagine that, you know, nothing's free, right? Nothing's free. And even if I'm trying to not take too many supplements, I don't want to overdo it um, or anything like that and just sort of go back to a baseline. Um, And at least uh, once per six months, I, I seem to take like three weeks or a month off, which correspond to like some vacation or travel when I'm having some downtime, basically. So any observations or tips?
1: Uh, We've got, uh, I guess, similar approaches for sure. And I've found some similar things with uh, certain supplement combinations that make it much easier to to get down to business, but make it more difficult to be patient with people. Uh, (laughs) And I think in general, we try to steer clear of certain ingredients that would be more likely to do that. Um, And then ingredients like CBD and theanine and ginseng uh, have the effect of uh, sort of leveling you out and making you more patient and and
2: kind. Um, Yeah.
1: So uh, but but it's definitely a concern with uh, with stimulants.
2: Yeah. And I think the the find my formula guys, they tend to use a lot of uh, nootropics in the race time sort of family of nootropics, which tend to be, you know, like pretty energizing, but can be sort of like socially off putting sometimes as well, for sure
0: yep that's a good way to put it yeah it was funny because i didn't i didn't realize it and maybe i first i thought it was the person i was talking to and then it (laughs) happened like um what and i think it actually was a little bit the person that i was talking to and my my dog's dreaming and barking right now so if you hear a little yelps
2: oh that's all right yeah Yeah.
0: um yeah so it's it's interesting to to note that and just like okay i gotta take a break from from these for a little while um And so, yeah. What about you guys? So I know I asked you before. So flow almost every every day, um, yeah. but you guys are testing other uh, like new products and different formulations and stacks. So so how do you deal with that as you're going on?
2: You know, I, I think that you you already hinted at like a, a pretty crucial part of you know taking a bunch of supplements, which is to to make sure to cycle through you know ingredients over time. So. You know, even though we, we design flow and chill to be taken, um, you know, to be able to be taken every single day, um, people don't have to do that. And so, uh, you know, we, we take flow pretty, pretty regularly, but we also cycle through a bunch of other ingredients that we want to test out and potentially include in our, in our ingredients. So, you know, if there's a new, new nootropic that we want to try out or a particular synergy that we want to try out, we take it for a couple of days, you know, sort of note down the effects and try it on a few other people uh, and see if we can include it in our formulations.
0: So what are some of your goals for 2020?
2: Yeah, uh, it
1: would be great to, uh, to sort of uh, get this coffee creamer out to the market. We think it's going to be able to reach a wider audience uh, than the people that are just in the sort of capsule neutral space. Um, and uh, so we're really looking forward to that. Uh, we want to continue growing our retail presence on our current uh, blends. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of customers that are passionate and they're telling their friends and You know, we hope to just keep that ball rolling. Um, And then I guess as we look to like uh, future years, we we really are passionate about um, products that that, you know, make our lives better, make our families' lives better, uh, friends and then all the people that we end up being able to reach through the company. So we just want to, I guess, keep our eyes open for all sorts of exciting opportunities. Absolutely.
0: Very good. Well, um you guys mentioned that you may have a coupon code for the audience. So, can you tell us like uh the discount and stuff like that?
2: Yeah, so we got uh niche site project 20 uh for 20% off of uh, on our online uh website lifestacksupplements.com.
0: Cool. So, I'll put a link and make it clear for everyone so they can get to that to check it out. Great. Thank you. And yeah, of course, um I've used the product myself and I'll, you know, I'll do Um, a a little bit more talking about it. I, I, uh, enjoy the product quite a bit. And like I said, the, the chill for me really, I think I like that a little bit more than, than the flow. Um, but you know, I've enjoyed using both of them and like, like you said, coffee with flow seems to be a great combination. And I do like that there's not caffeine in it since I'm drinking a massive amount of coffee.
2: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Um, Anywhere else people should find you other than um, the website?
2: Yeah, lifestacksupplements.com is our website. We also have an Instagram account, uh, Lifestacks Supplements, um, so people can check out uh, our product there as well.
0: All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it.
2: Great. Thank Thank you you very much, Doug.
0: Thanks a lot to LifeStack supplements and I encourage you to check out their products if you're interested in, you know, testing out some nootropics. Again, I really enjoyed the chill for, you know, improving my sleep and I could definitely see the data on my Apple watch and I could tell I got more deep sleep and it seemed to sustain for days even after I was taking chill. So I think I probably took it maybe like three, four times per week, something like that. And I would just take one of the the capsules in there versus two. And yeah, it it worked great for me overall. And as far as the the flow, I enjoyed it too. And I kind of mixed it up, which I, I believe I mentioned in the interview. I mixed it up with some of the other nootropics that I use. And that's from formula. And I'm not a... I'm not like a company man for, for either one, but I found both products enjoyable and I've, you know, paid and purchased, you know, the, the products from them. I, I did get a free sample from the livestock guys, just cause they, they offered it up to me, which I definitely appreciated, but I have since ordered and, and paid for some products from them. So I think that's a big selling point. The higher sort of bigger point here is like, it's really cool. That you can launch products and, and like launch businesses while you're in college. I was not anywhere near that ambitious. In fact, I was probably much lazier and I didn't have any sort of entrepreneurial ideas. I was kind of like tapering down any sort of business that I was running. I used to cut grass back in, um, cut grass and do landscaping back in high school, actually middle school, high school, and like some of college. And as I was finishing up college, I tapered down all of that. And I was ready to get a corporate job and do all that bullshit, which I did for a a little while. It was fine. (laughs) It was fine. But yeah, I'm thoroughly impressed. And I think just Following along and checking out what these guys are doing could be inspiring. So I think I'm going to leave it at that for today. At the time that I'm recording this, all the coronavirus stuff is going on. So it's been a bit tense around here. And um, yeah, just trying to stay stay afloat. And I got my wife working at home. So Georgie is super happy to have both of us here. But it's a little harder to work with a, a lot more distraction going on in the home office right now so anyway everybody have a great day out there got some amazing cool episodes coming up excellent interviews and uh, some personal finance stuff more niche site and make money online topics and all the good stuff all the good stuff so have a great day out there and we'll catch you on the next one